0: Where do you think is like the craziest and like what's something that you've always said like this, I will always do this with my speech. I mean, I've definitely practiced it numerous times Mm -hmm. driving
1: around Los Angeles (laughs) or and when I say driving, I mean, not moving. Yeah, when you're in traffic, traffic, practicing. Um, But oftentimes I think about like really wanting. So for two things, like thinking like my drama teachers from way back, Mm -hmm. you know, really try and build a list of like these are the amazing people that have inspired me right and kept me going but also to use it as a moment to talk to all the other actors mm-hmm. out there to be like i am from vacaville california Right. i should not be on this stage right but i am because mm-hmm. i just kept going right right like kind That's of nice. use it as uh darren chris i believe is yeah. his name from america uh he did the uh most recent uh America crime story. Right, who's uh, in glee? He Versace. He was yeah. he was the killer in that yeah. case. Like his uh SAG uh award acceptance speech. I really enjoyed, which was like an
0: encouragement to continue on. Right. To those still hustling. Right. Uh, see, did it there. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah uh, what about you, man?
0: Uh oh yeah, absolutely. In the car, in the shower, in the bathroom. Um use I, I don't know if like, I've ever used like a prop. I know some people like talk about that, but I don't think I've ever had a <laughs> yeah, prop. Yeah, I've my never end. used a prop. Uh, I think I always go between two versions. Uh, One version is the thanking everyone inspirational, like kind of like yours, like, Hey, don't give up, you know? And the other is kind of like the F you speech, like to all those who didn't believe in me, like screw you. (laughs) Yeah. Like just kind of like telling off a lot of people. then I'm like, no, I should make it more inspirational than that. (laughs) Well, I I
1: think it's, it's a, positive thing it's
0: a positive award right uh, Right. to
1: use it to address your haters who would just want to bring you
0: further down I want to I want to just address all the haters (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, but that's I I would probably do something very similar just like look you know there's a lot lot of hard times but you'll get through it like kind of that inspiration yeah let you know like you can be up here too you just yeah. got to keep working at it and believing in yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's nice. I like, I like that. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hopefully, maybe one day we could give that speech I'm just gonna together.
0: Start some, I'm going to start some music so you can stop talking. Right, just, uh, okay. well,
2: no, I, <laughs> I would like to also thank
0: think my mom the
1: League
2: of
3: awesome. <laughs>
0: Hey guys, welcome to the Hollywood Hustle side hustle. Uh, my name is Daniel. With me, as always, is Michael.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome. After a long break, oh, nice little break, nice yeah. Little break.
0: We uh, haven't we haven't been on like this in yeah. We haven't three had a, weeks. Yeah, we haven't had a side hustle in almost a month. Yeah. Um. The the, the, the Oscars most... were this last Sunday. Uh, <laughs> as we're recording them, they're coming up.
1: Yeah. So we don't know who won.
0: So don't spoil it It's for us. Please. I please I, maybe spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, we before, don't know any spoilers that are coming. <laughs> uh, before we get started we just want to let you guys know that if you want to be kind of a part of the hustle community and kind of help keep the show going if you love the show um, love what we offer and you want to see more and you want to see us grow and advance uh, uh, what we're doing into different platforms um, there's a cool new way that you can do that. Mm-hmm. And it's called Anchor FM that's Anchor FM. You've probably heard it a few times on the podcast yeah. uh, and a few commercials, but you can actually go there and support us financially if you'd like. If you want to donate some money uh, to the show, you can go on there and be a supporter. Yeah. And, uh, and not
1: just our show, any podcast that's on yeah. Anchor's platform, you can show your support to that podcast with a recurring contribution or a one-time gift. And Absolutely. And what's also great is that Anchor FM, uh, if you download the app, If you want to send us a voice message, uh, whether it's a question that you might have about the show, you want to ask me and Daniel like advice Mm -hmm. for something that you're doing on your hustle. You can send that message directly within
0: the app. Absolutely. And that way, when I go in to put the episode together after Michael's edited the interview part, when I go to publish it. I can throw in your just, uh, your message. Yeah, slide
1: it right in and right. it's and and it's so seamless. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's it's really great. And you guys might have also noticed for those of you who have been with us since the beginning, uh we still have our domain hollywoodhustlepodcast.com. Right now we are just using that to forward to our anchor page because it's the cheaper. time has come, come you know like <laughs> <It's> our, <cheaper. laughs> our
0: our podcast Bank as it right. were is uh very low very and depleted so so again if you want to help support us even enough to get coffee for a meeting like that would be great yeah uh, you can go to anchor.com find our go to our page or go to hollywood Podcast.com, which will take you to our page yeah and you can become a supporter
1: yeah and and it's a great way to support podcasts. again not just ours but if you are a big podcast supporter get on an anchor FM Spotify just purchased this and because they know that podcasts are big podcasts are really changing, uh, the, the field when it comes to entertainment, listening to not just music, but you know, people are interested in other stories. So get on anchor FM and support yeah. podcasts.
0: And like we said, it's been almost, it's been about three weeks since we've been on, uh, a lot of things have been going on. I know Michael's had some stuff going yeah. on. Uh, I recently just got back from a trip to San Francisco. Woo-woo. Uh saw some friends of mine who just had a baby. Uh, Ooh, shout sure. out to Corey and Nikki and little baby Kamari. Uh, baby's adorable. Everybody's doing great. Mom and dad are great. Uh, mom's about to. Mom is back to work this week Okay, uh, while dad is taking his paternity leave to watch the kid. Hashtag parental hustle. <laughs> but it was fun. We drove down uh, on uh, Friday morning and it was a nice drive. A little bit of rain on the way. And then drove back on Monday and just had a good time eating some good foods and went to the Exploratorium and
1: just had a good time nice. with some friends. I love San Francisco. I'm from, as you know, listeners know, I'm from Northern California. San Francisco is an incredible city. No, absolutely. And even
0: when it's raining, it still looks beautiful. Yeah, no, absolutely. it's gorgeous with rain. Yeah. Um. And then, uh. yeah, other than that, uh, been edit, edit, edit has been kind of the name of the game. I'm editing uh the short film that I'm working with uh Michael, with uh, Mike Tobias, uh, we finally finished kind of all the scenes and kind of our outline, and now it's kind of putting everything together in like a flowing draft. So, um, a, a draft that makes sense. So uh, I'm working. <laughs> it, on has it has words and pages. Has words, and when you read it, it makes sense. Uh, so we're working on that right now. Um, so that's kind of one of the things. And then we just recently had our casting for "I'm Sorry," yes. uh, which is the other short that I'm working on and uh, that I'm will be producing in April. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we, we found our lead actor. Unfortunately, it was not Michael Lutheran. It was not me. Uh, but Michael mm-hmm. gave a fantastic audition and he should be incredibly proud of himself. I like to think that I made it a
1: difficult You choice. did. You ever, you
0: did. You made it a very <laughs> difficult story I told you, you were like up there in the top final two or three, at least. Yeah. Like you, you did a great job and you should be incredibly proud of yourself. Well, um, I mean like. Michael Kostroff, we went, when we talked about in his
1: interview, mm-hmm. the audition is the performance. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, like just be grateful that you get a chance to perform. Absolutely. So I got a chance to, to be perform. to to be Bryce for to, those few minutes. Form some words that, yeah. we, that we wrote. Um, there we go.
0: But uh, but yeah, we, we found a really great actor. We're really excited to get started. Uh, actually, right before Michael came uh, came over to record, I actually just got the new edits uh, for the script. So nice. I, I have to go over those and add my two cents and stuff. Um so excited about that but uh yeah it was been a crazy busy last few weeks. Yeah. Um how about you sir? Man it's it's also been
1: really crazy busy like uh, not too many auditions at the moment um but more so just personal life things going on. Um my cousin
0: as at the time of this recording uh, I just took him to your L- cousin as of this recording oh. is he not going to be your cousin later on <laughs> no more after this trip we're like you know what we probably shouldn't be cousins because anymore. we should pray in this now. Uh,
1: but at the time of this recording I just uh, took him to LAX he was visiting from the U- the UK the UK James James was it was the first time I've seen this I know guy. a lot of
0: James from the UK yeah there, there's quite a few there's quite a few my middle so popular name, name there
1: yeah my middle name
0: is James uh, uh, look at that
1: yeah Look at that. Um,
0: Were you named after him? No,
1: he would have been named after me. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's yeah. right. But Radio. it was so great, like, seeing him. Like, last time I saw him, I was 14. And now he's an adult. But not only that, he's just, like, this amazing guy who's, like, traveled all over the world because he works in the Royal Merchant uh, Marines. Wow. Um. So, so cool to kind of, like, rediscover Uh, this person and it just had a lot of fun kind of showing him around Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. As you were in San Francisco, I was showing, I was being the tourist kind of down here (laughs) in LA and stuff, but that was a lot of fun. Um, I got to check off partially check off um, one of my accomplishments for my new year's resolutions. Which one was that? Uh, That was selecting my final headshot choices. It, It took me much longer than was necessary, but our buddy, Eric Carroll, Eric Carroll photography, you can find him on Instagram. Yes. Uh, he is currently working on them edits. Nice. So hopefully, but maybe by the time this podcast episode gets up, uh, I'll be able to share those new headshots. Let's oh, hope. Yeah. Uh, so I had a lot of fun choosing them. They're they're very different than some of the ones I've had in the past. So now,
0: now, Michael. Yes. Uh, today is a big day for you. Yeah, it is. What What happened seven years ago today? Seven years ago, you were born. i was born and i grew
1: up so fast um no i i you're in dog years in in dog years yeah Yeah, pretty much uh i on february 20th i moved down to los angeles and on february 21st 2012 it was my first full day of living in los angeles and at the time of this recording it's february 21st 2019 so uh want to just Take a moment to give myself a pat on the back. Hey, happy happy LA arrival day, LA
3: anniversary is L-
1: what
0: I've always oh, called anniversary.
1: Yes, ah, uh, anniversary,
0: la la anniversary, la
1: laversary anniversary. There we go. Um, it's it's been, it it hasn't felt like it's been seven years. So much has happened in that time, and I, I'm someone who can focus on maybe the things that I haven't been able to accomplish just yet, mm-hmm. but need to take a moment to just say, I have done. A lot, Absolutely. And, and so excited about all of the opportunities that I've had, uh, being down here, working with you, building this podcast, working on all the theater shows and all, booking the, what I have done of theater or not just theater, but television, um, hoping to get into film. Right. You know, who knows when, uh, but I'll get there. it's, it, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's been a fun ride so far oh. and I, I can't, you know, not just on the acting side, like uh-huh. I met the love of my life. I'm getting married this year, you know, like that's insane. Yeah. Like, whoa. Uh, And I just turned 29. So it's, it's been a fun month. It was a great time showing my cousin around Los Angeles and being able to be like, this is, this is my home.
0: And next year you turn 30. Yeah. Big I have to do something big for that one. baby. There we
1: go. I mean, everyone's been saying 29 is the farewell tour yes. of your twenties. It's a farewell
0: so. tour. Say goodbye to being able to drink and not feel it the next morning. <laughs> man, do you feel it now?
1: Oh, man. If, if you guys want out there, mm-hmm. have any advice for me and my farewell tour of the 20s. Michael's
0: uh, farewell tour 2019.
1: Yeah, of, tw- of 2019. Uh, you can shoot me messages at Michael Lutheran at on Michael Twitter Lutheran. and Instagram. Shoot it to him.
0: Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it now. Do it now. So uh, I don't really have anything specifically inspiring me this this last few weeks. Uh, not to say I wasn't inspired, just i I think I've been motivated by getting stuff done. Yeah, I think would be the best way to say it by getting the edits done and mm-hmm. and and that feeling of like we're, we're almost there and you know seeing the next piece in front of me just need to finish this part. So well, that's and all, I been, think
1: it's also important to just be present. Yeah, right? Like The fact that you were able to go up and celebrate uh, your kids in this uh, being able kid. to go up to San Francisco and celebrate your friends in this new stage of their life. and yeah. everything I think that's amazing. And to be able to just be there and not worry about like, oh my gosh, what do I need to find right. that's inspirational? Oh, no. I, I pretty
0: much just kind of let everything go for the weekend because I just needed that time away, Yeah, which was nice. But uh, how about you, sir? Is there anything kind of inspiring you recently? Yeah. So, um, you know, we've been talking a
1: lot about podcasting already in this episode, but on Stitcher, uh, that's the platform that I listen to a lot of podcasts on. Uh, they last year uh, partnered with Marvel and produced a one like limited series event it's marvel's wolverine the long night and it's right now it's just one season but it is a complete audio drama and uh it has amazing uh cast uh richard armitage voices wolverine nice. and like listening to him i'm like okay yeah hugh jackman has been wolverine but okay richard armitage i, I, hear, you. <laughs> I hear you i hear you literally I hear you. literally literally but it, it's a fantastic job and it like just goes to show just like you know you're you think you're used to seeing a character in one way in one specific medium and then podcast just blows it out the just water. Just goes
0: into a whole new world.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's fantastic. And so yes. uh and you and I have been talking a bit about maybe more audio drama right. stuff way down the road. And so just listening to that it was just uh so cool. Right. It's been a while since I listened to like an audio drama series. Right.
0: No, absolutely. That's really cool, man. Yeah, I, I, I have that downloaded. I think I listened to the first episode. And I really enjoyed it. I just haven't continued it. Yeah. I just don't have anything that lasts a long time that allows me the chance to sit down and listen to a podcast. So like I mm. used to, when we first moved here um, and I got a job in San, Santa Monica uh waiting tables, I lived in middle of LA, so it was, uh, and I did. We didn't have two cars, so I'd have to bus it a lot, and it was about an hour, hour and thirty minute bus ride. Mm. And so I would sit, and that's where I would listen to all of my podcasts is during that time. Yeah. And now we have two cars, and I, I work, I, I did work a lot closer, and so it's like I don't have that like commute to listen to, to all to my podcasts. Stuff like so that. I've like gotten so behind on everything.
1: No, we're, well what I will say in uh, Wolverine's defense is that the episodes are typically like 30 to 40 minutes. Right. And they move along really, really well. I'm sure. Um, And you know, it's, I, I, it's wonderfully produced. It just makes me boggle of like, wow, it sounds like they're recording this like, in person, like the actors are actually acting like it, acting it out, acting it out right. with each other. Maybe they are. Who knows? Yeah, That'd be, um, that'd be interesting. To I'm going to, if you guys know of how they recorded it, let us know.
0: <laughs> shoot, shoot, shoot us a shoot message. Shoot us a message. At Hollywood hustle podcast at gmail.com or yeah. a voice message through the anchor app. Yeah. Through our website. Yeah. Anchor.fm forward slash Hollywood hustle. Podcast. So, so we just had an incredible interview series mm-hmm. or incredible interview episode with Michael Kostroff from the wire uh, the first national pr- tour of the producers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been he's in, been a lawyer and everything in, in, in so many things. <laughs> yeah, he, he was a, he was in uh, the Bernie Madoff uh, made for TV movie by HBO. He, he was, was in, in Luke Cage yeah. on, Mar- on Netflix. Yep, he was uh, he was in the pilot for Gotham. Like he's been in everything. Uh, so, Michael, kind of going back to that interview, um you know what were your personal kind of takeaways that you walked away with from that conversation we had sure I mean I I real I love this interview
1: Michael was able to be just so honest Mm -hmm. with us and was able to speak into you know the depression the 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 downs that come with being an actor um and it not gonna lie as an actor it was like oh wow it's kind of nice to hear that someone else is has been through that and found a way out. I think um, celebrating the small wins for me was like, I know that's something we've just started doing here on the podcast, but um, kind of hearing that of like, you know, yeah, it's easy to focus on all the parts that you're not booking. But you need to celebrate the wins, whether it's an audition or or going out to, he said, like Universal Studios
0: was a big win for him when he was here in L.A. Right. Um, I also liked the, like that he was like, what are y'all's wins? Like he wanted to know about our yeah. small wins and stuff, too, which I thought was really nice. Yeah. And just really hearing about like the artistic spirit and how he
1: truly listens to his gut of like when he was done with the, the Broadway tour of the, or the national tour of the producers, he'd listen to his spirit of, like, he didn't just keep going because he quote unquote had to, or felt obligated to, he listened to his gut. I feel like I'm sometimes someone who resists what their guts telling them mm-hmm. sometimes when it comes to acting and stuff. So it's really cool to hear about that. What about for you, man? What were some big takeaways?
0: Well, first of all, I just want to comment. I like how a lot of the stuff though, that he's done that he's, I think proudest of, he was hesitant to do at first. Mm-hmm. Like when he, like making the book with the, the you know, ba- uh, letters from backstage about yeah. his time on the producer tour. Um, and the other, like making the audition psych workshop. And he's like, well, I'm not a teacher. Like he kind of resisted these things too. And then finally gave it to him and has found them to be immensely inspiring to him. Yeah. um, To do. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I really just loved his passion, mm-hmm. like his pure passion and view of how he's not, being an actor, he is, is an actor. Yeah, Like, that is who he is. That is what he has to be. Yeah, he doesn't have to be currently
1: on a series or in something right. to quote unquote, be an actor. He, he just wants to perform.
0: He just wants to perform. And I thought that was gorgeous. And I th- I, I think that really uh, overall, like just his energy, his kindness, he was so nice and so just welcoming to us. Yeah. And, and like,
1: he was just here for like a brief stay in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, he, he was out here to do some auditions mm-hmm. and just see some, some of his friends. And right. the fact that he gave us time right, to yeah. like, come in for a day and just like chat with him was and then amazing. set with us
0: afterwards for a little bit to chat after yeah. we stopped recording but he was yeah he was so kind of, and i think that was the biggest thing just seeing his pure love for what he does mm-hmm. and and hearing him kind of talk a little bit about his struggles and the stuff he's gone through but also how his his attitude towards it and it was just it was incredible and it, and it didn't let me down from like hearing the iap interviews no. inside acting by, where i was like i hope he kind of gives us this and it was like yep that's him well that is who he and not, is and not just that but he gave us just something different yeah he gave us
1: something that was very complimentary to what they had already discussed oh, on their show uh, big shout out to trevor algott yeah. from inside acting okay, so. uh, for connecting us that was we didn't even ask for that kind of opportunity mm-hmm. trevor reached out to us right uh, for that introduction so big big thank you and love to you uh trevor so
0: Michael, as you know, the Oscars are are about to come up as yes. of this recording. They will the, have already aired the movie Super Bowl. Yes, the Academy Awards, the the nerdy creative Super Bowl uh, <laughs> uh, is coming up where we have parties. Yeah, yeah, uh, and we have people guess who's going to win one. We wear jerseys. Yeah, we have we have bets and stuff on this stuff uh, on this thing. Uh, but there's been a lot of controversy and changes this year. Yeah, uh, with the Academy Awards, the
1: Academy is having a moment, and it's not the best moment yeah. for it. Um, it's for, whether it was you know. The, the whole Kevin Hart uh, right. hosting dilemma, what happened there, to all of the recent changes that they had been announcing, talking about how they they were still going to present the awards for cinematography, for editing, mm-hmm. and for hair and makeup. And I think short, too. And, short, and, and live shorts. action short. Yeah, live action shorts. They were going to still present those awards, but they were going to be presented during commercial, commercial breaks. breaks and, and, not aired. and then they would air quick summaries of mm-hmm. those presentations uh, right when you get back from commercial. Yeah, I, I
0: think, it, you know, a lot of it from what I've read and what I've heard is like them trying to become more uh, available to general audiences because um, uh, it is such a long cast. It's a telecast, it's three to four hours. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is the first year in forever. That there's not going to be a host. Yeah, know, there are rumors that people think that maybe uh, I, I think I read something like Whoopi Goldberg, may become be like a surprise host or something like that that would be um, fun yeah <laughs> i guess you our listeners will already have no yeah, please let us know did this happen uh we'll know also obviously <laughs> you'll
1: just respond back with at hollywood hustle at hollywood hustle podcast no <laughs> no if he was not there
0: nope but uh yeah the, you know it started with the kevin hart thing or actually it started with them deciding to do a Popular category, the most pop, a best popular or most yeah popular most popular category, which is just feels like a random people's choice award it feel, or a nice it, pat it, on the back. It feels yeah, it feels like the uh 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 like we we weren't able to buy enough awards for yeah. everyone, uh. So you get this box of soap, but <laughs> but what's weird is that they were willing to
1: kind of take away uh the presentation of four different award categories but then it thrust in this new just random category that's never been in the oscars before and it just feels like it's supposed to be like oh people just feel good about that wh- what
0: would have been in that category like i mean i obviously i'm sure they were doing it partially for like black panther yeah, um like, like marvel type movies. i think maybe just
1: more blockbuster movies like general that, audience yeah that that receive more like you know
0: attention yeah
1: that more genre-based movies that that would otherwise not have been nominated yeah
0: i don't think they ever got far enough to get actually get in detail of what because i think immediately when that was announced it was pushed back i mean i will say
1: i will say it's interesting to see that like the academy is aware that it's a show that runs long they're worried about viewership um and so they they tried to make the bold choice of like changing it up but i think the way in which they did it Without, like, really speaking with, you know, filmmakers, people who work in the industry, they just kind of did a random approach of, like, every year we're not going to do a live presentation of four awards. You know, Uh, it was
0: strange. Well, this is what it said to people. It said, no one knows who you are and no one cares. So why should we show you on TV? Mm Mm-hmm. That that is what it happened, and I like I know people like we both know people who are cinematographers and we've editors, had them on this show. Yeah, who who that is their goal in their profession, and it's like they work and are just as much a part of the filmmaking process as the as Brad Brad Pitt is. Like, yeah. well, it's you don't have a, more. <laughs> you don't have a movie without.
1: A director of photography, and you don't have a movie without an editor, and you don't have live action shorts without live action shorts. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it's just like you—you you could do, you can have actors and do theater. Mm-hmm. The cinematographer and the editor is what makes physically makes a movie, right? No, and, and to just remove them from those to to be able to present and the award, give their and, proper and, accolades. Yeah, is, is it, it's insulting, and I also think I know there's this concern that. The Academy Awards doesn't bring in as many viewerships as, say, the Super Bowl mm-hmm. or something like that. But you also have to understand it's this is the movie industry, and the people who watch the show are people who focus on the movie industry. And mm-hmm. you're not going to get people who watch a random sitcom
0: to then just drop in and watch this show. Start having great super commercials. Then maybe you'll get those people that just watch the Super Bowl during have commercials like the Super Bowl that are like witty and crazy and and over the top and big and, you know, events themselves. Then you don't then you get those people. Half the people that watch the Super Bowl don't watch it for the game. Yeah, they watch it for the commercials. And I think it just
1: this concern of of how many people are watching or whatever. I think it's taking away from the conversation, which should be about the celebration of film and You know, this worry of like, are people going to be entertained or whatever? It's just like, just let's just focus on film. Let's focus on celebrating the artists that have done incredible work Mm -hmm. this year. Um, You know, whether you have hosts, uh, a host or multiple hosts, I think there's a way to still do the Oscars in the way that they've been done. But you don't have to just change it for the sake of Mm -hmm. we're not sure if it's going to be popular this year.
0: We need to lower the time. Who, Who can we get rid of? Off camera.
1: Now I will say like, let's open it up though. Cause I, I don't, I do think change is good. Right. Yes, I do absolutely. think, you know, there's
0: nothing wrong with change. Yeah. It's just, it has to fit what the show is about. Yeah.
1: So is there anything Daniel that you would suggest changing? Um, I would, I, it could be, a, you can take a, a, an idea for subtracting something or adding something to the ceremony.
0: Um, I would take the in memoriam of win. No, I'm just <laughs> um, I, w- I would say one of the biggest things I would add is a stunt team category. It doesn't have to be choreographer, a stunt choreographer, or a stunt man, but like just best stunt team. I think would team. be because uh, I, I could see fight choreography, but maybe, or but, choreography. But I think that goes. I think that should all kind of go in that like fight sure. and stunt team because I think there's so many those guys like literally risk their lives mm-hmm. to get these movies made. And you and, don't know who they are. Yeah, and they get very little recognition other than maybe by the guy who's they're they stand in for. Like sure, Tom, you know, other than Tom Cruise, who doesn't have a stand in, <laughs> who does whatever he wants. Um, but I feel like that that again that way you don't focus too much on like stunt choreographer or fight choreographer, just like stunt and fight team. Like mm-hmm. should be in a category. Yeah. Um, that even if it happens at like the science and you know whatever the radio science. Uh, awards that happen later, where they talk about technology or something. Like, yeah, even if it happens there, like that, they should be recognized for the work that they put in and the and risking their lives. Uh, you know, people, some people yeah. have died do, making movies, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, and, and and it's tragic. And it's like they need to be recognized more than just in, in morium. Yeah, they should be Agreed. praised for the work that they do to make these movies look awesome. You
1: should kind of have an idea of like when you're watching a movie, you recognize a stunt. Uh, stunt performers name
0: that would be awesome um but i feel like that just recognizing those people is would be really important mm-hmm. and then adding commercials that people want to see <laughs> i really
1: like your the the idea of like doing the super bowl equivalent do academy award uh commercial spots they should be just as intense you brands should want to be uh you know recognized along with the oscars yeah like uh, fiji water <laughs> yeah like fiji water um for me i i also have an award edition I truly think casting directors should have their own uh, Academy I like Award. I agree. Um, casting, as you know, we've had on this show, uh, whether it's Jazz Trice when he was working in reality TV or Beth Ryan, who's a casting associate, worked on, you know, Jack Ryan, uh, the Amazon show. So much goes into casting. So much goes. So much about a movie works about the people that you choose to put in front of the camera, and I don't think. The everyday person thinks about that, and I, you know, they just think, oh, the studio calls the actor and maybe just wants them to be in the movie. No, there's a whole process that goes into this, I, and I think casting directors have gone for on for so many years in this industry without really getting recognized I for the feel, work. They I do. agree.
0: I think that I think that could be across the board. I think Emmys, Globes, all mm-hmm. of those. I think even if like Best Ensemble wins at SAG-AFTRA, the casting director should get a SAG-AFTRA like or something. Yeah, like they help put this together. So I, I totally agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, you know, having a screenwriter is absolutely
1: essential. Having the director, absolutely essential. Having a good casting director who knows how to take the director's vision and pair it with the screenwriter's story and character development, that's a science that isn't, uh, not,
0: not everyone has that talent. No, I agree. I think that's a really good addition. I like that. Thank you. And now, is there something you would take away from the Oscars? Like something that you feel is, well, tedious or... I mean, I would say... Or is there something that would combine? Ooh, combining.
1: I mean, they always do like best sound editing and sound mixing, but I understand why those awards are separate, mm-hmm. right? Um, I would kind of like wish for them not to do the music vamp to try and get people off... Like to, to end their speeches, though, I understand like right. we are on a time crunch and stuff. It always feels like especially when someone's like in an emotional part of their speech, mm-hmm. you just hear the economy going like, OK,
0: move along. I feel move like along. they should do something where like they, they have a document, like a Twitter ish document that has so many characters on it that they've looked and said you cannot you if you write this many, you will not go over this allotted amount of time and you have to use that to write your speech on. <laughs> and so like that way you can't, it, won't, it will not allow you to go over a certain amount yeah. of characters. Um, another idea I thought about would be, I think it'd be an especially like a digital age where you say, okay, you have this much time if you win to, to give your speech on stage. But when you get off, we will have a booth where you can record the rest of your speech and we will post that. Online. Oh, that's that's a good idea. And so, if there's like other people you want to thank that you can't get out on TV, you thank the people you want to thank through the TV, and then go, okay, I will thank the rest in this like small area because the- you know how they walk to like the press area or yeah, whatever. Sure. Maybe before they get that, they just have a moment where they can record the rest of their mm-hmm. speech and they they post it online somewhere sure. on Twitter or you know what I mean. Like it's so, such a digital age that's something that I think you could do easily. Yeah. Now, is there is there someone you would love to see host? Gosh, the, I the, I really enjoyed Hugh Jackman. Like when someone new, someone that someone hasn't knew. hosted before. Ooh, um, someone that you would love to see that's never hosted. Ricky Gervais, <laughs> host the Oscars. Oh boy. <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, oh. maybe Kia, uh,
1: Michael Key and Jordan
0: Peele. Oh, that would be really cool. I feel like that would, that be, would be a lot
1: of fun, and that because. Yeah, they come from a television world, but Jordan mm-hmm. Peele is obviously, oh, and they both,
0: a, but they both come from like an improv comedy sketch yeah, type world. Yeah, and I would feel like
1: they would be able to get serious and poignant when it needs to be, but mm-hmm. also give a lot of uh, levity to mm-hmm. what can sometimes feel like a very tedious right. ceremony. I think uh, uh, Kim uh Peele would be a that good be option. Really,
0: yeah, I think that's a, that's a really good choice. Good job.
1: Thank
3: you. Good thank job.
0: You.
1: Um, man, ideas. I gotta follow that. I
3: gotta follow that.
0: Um, I'm I mean, you say, and I could host them, yeah. Uh, the yeah Oscars, I mean, I'm clearly. just gonna throw that out there. Hollywood host team hustle and hosting the Oscars, sure. Yeah, um, I think Billy Eigner would be a really good host. I think he's really funny. Who's that one? Um, have you ever seen Bill, uh, Billy on the Street on True TV or on uh, now it's like Lyft? I think it's no, I don't it. think so. So it's a, it's a bit he used to do where he basically he's, he's a comedian who, but he's been, he's been, you ever watched uh, Parks and Rec? Yeah, uh, he was in the later seasons. He was like the newer, kind of very sassier uh, employee that started working at the park. So he's like, no, and he would just scream at people yes. pretty much. That's Billy Agner. Gotcha. Um, and that—that's pretty much a lot of his bit is just yelling at people, <laughs> um, but in, in a really funny way. Um, but no, I think he would be great. I think. Um, oh man, I don't—I don't know who else. Oh man, you got me. You got me with Kane Phil because that is such a good idea. Yeah. Trying—I don't know if I can think of anybody I, other. I mean. Else. Ma- Maybe a James Gordon. Ryan Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds would be a great one. I think he would be really – I think him and Hugh Jackman doing it together would be the best. Who would you guys like to – Yeah. Who's your dream team? Who's your dream team or who would you like to see solo host? Uh, The Oscars in the future. They're not going to have a host this year, apparently. So uh, it's going to be wide open next year. We'll be finding out in just a few days. Yeah, maybe it'll be a surprise. Who knows? Um, Is there anybody you're rooting for to win in any category that you'll be devastated if they lose? Oh, man. That's my final question to you.
1: Final question. This year, like sometimes... Or is there
0: one film you're rooting for? All right.
1: So like a lot of years, I (laughs) haven't seen all of the films that have been nominated. Uh, But I will say a movie that I did see this year that I really, really enjoyed was A Star is Born. Mm. Um, Bradley Cooper's directorial debut uh, with Lady Gaga. Uh, I thought it was just a beautifully made film. I thought it's probably the best performance Bradley Cooper's done Mm. to date, including American Sniper. I think this really, he's at the top of his game right now. So I, I feel like if he were to get, an Academy Award, I feel like it'd be well earned. I feel like he's earned it. Right. It was, it was sad to see that he wasn't nominated for Best Director, but I think if Star Is Born is his first movie, I think he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be okay. Yeah. He he got a great start. Yeah. Um. So I really enjoyed that. I, I I enjoyed Lady Gaga's performance. I don't know if she'll. I wonder if she'll win, uh, for Best Actress. Um. Yeah. I'm I I'm curious. It's just hard because I haven't seen much of her acting work. Right. So. Um,
0: right, but yeah. What about you, man? Um, I think Roma is going to take a good portion of it. I think that has a lot of fuel. I, I really hope uh, Black Klansman gets some some awards. I hope yeah, Spike Lee wins. Honestly, I hope Spike Lee wins for best director. Mm-hmm. I thought that film was fantastic, so well done. I was I was really upset that uh, Denzel Washington's son uh, John David Wallace, who mm. our Washington, who plays the main character, he didn't get nominated, which really surprised really? me. Yeah, but Adam. Uh, Driver got nominated for, for best, best Supporting, supporter. which, I mean, he deserves it. He's great. But I was really surprised that if he got nominated, John David Washington didn't get nominated, which was yeah. really surprising. Um, and I was also surprised that Topher Grace didn't get nominated for his role in it because he he plays David Duke plays, in it. Yeah. And he's fantastic. And so. I really hope it gets at least one or two nods uh, wins that night because I, mean, I think it deserves it. And know. of course, it's amazing to see Black Panther
1: nominated that is for awesome. Best Motion Picture. Um, would have been in Best Popular, probably. It probably <laughs> would have been
0: uh, Best Popular. But, you know, D- The Dark Knight way back when changed the game. It should have got, well, that changed why how many nominations were in the Best Film category. And now yeah. it's up to 10.
1: And, and so it's amazing to see the superhero genre. I know we talk a lot about. The, those that genre of films here right. on the uh, podcast but it's great to see that such a um well directed well like well written well acted yeah. uh film such as Black Panther is right. nominated.
0: So uh let me one let me ask you one more. I keep saying final question but I do have one more question for you. Is there a movie that you're a little disappointed did not get some love this year or mm-hmm. uh, maybe not as much love as you would hoped it would have gotten.
1: Gosh, there's so many trying to think back on all the movies that i've seen this year uh, i mean i think the oscars are amazing in that it it, it does pull from films that you might not have seen yeah. like I'm, I'm really bad at never watching the live uh the live action shorts mm. or um the you don't. there's not a lot of
0: opportunities unfortunately to watch those right as well
1: right of course and so i think it's really great that though the oscars is a way to present mm-hmm. these new works that normally you wouldn't see elsewhere so i think like removing the presentation of an award like uh best live action shorts mm-hmm. that's it you know you're not helping the filmmakers who are behind those movies right. by hiding their presentation getting
0: their credit yeah yeah what I, about you i mean there's a lot of movies some that i haven't seen but i think there's a lot of movies out there like that could have gotten you know if bill bill street could talk i've heard was really great mm-hmm. uh i wish i could have seen that but it was very in the theaters very short amount of time and then kind of went out um Cold War, I've heard, is really great. Mm -hmm. It should have been nominated. There's a lot of films out there that I think people uh, are a little disappointed. Did not get the... the, uh, Mr. Rogers... Oh, the Mr. Yeah, was that's a huge right. shocker that it didn't get nominated. Because I know that was a front runner, just a win mm-hmm. uh, for that. And obviously, Spider Man. And I think a lot of people were disappointed. Spider Man into the Spider Verse didn't get a Best Picture. Yeah, not oh as well. Gosh, such a good. Uh, it got, I mean, they got animated film, but I think a lot of people were hoping it would get a Best Picture not as well. Yeah, uh, but it didn't. So we'll see. We'll see what happens this week, and then we'll talk about it two weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we're uh, next when, uh, when we get weeks together weeks for our next uh, yeah. side hustle. So, Michael, a week and a half ago, were the Oscars. But
1: you guys, please let us know what your favorite films of what are 2018 your picks to were. win. Yeah, what? Uh, and I know we'll you'll be hearing this post Oscars. So, were there any disappointments or any surprises that you had um, while watching the show? And of course, if you could suggest a change to the Academy Awards or to its presentation, who your dream host or hosts would be let us know. Our email is hollywoodhustlepodcast at gmail.com.
0: Absolutely. Now, next week, we have another interview with a fantastic woman, an entrepreneur, a model, an actress, Katarina Van Durham. She is from Slovakia. That's where she was born. She came to the U.S. with $500 in her pocket and built a life here. And she's built a brand. She has her own uh, uh, online magazine. She's starting her own makeup company. Her conversation was just incredible to hear about someone coming from a different country over to the U.S. and starting anew, and I cannot wait for everyone to hear this. We also have a special guest on the podcast, formerly from Boss Please Podcast, Melinda Hell, singer, uh, actress as well. Uh, she is she is coming on to the, this episode as a guest host. So let's take a look. Michael, take us to a preview of our interview with Katarina Durham. Let's go. Next week in episode
1: 81, The Hollywood Hustle is given a global view as we sit down with Katarina Van Durham. As Daniel mentioned, Katarina is from Slovakia, or as she knew it back in the 1970s, Czechoslovakia during the time of Soviet communist Russia. But for Katarina, it was normal life.
3: You know, I grew up in a socialistic country, right? Mm-hmm. It was during communism and as much as people think sometimes it's so awful and terrible, be honest with you, I had a Great childhood. I loved loved growing up in the '70s and '80s in uh, former Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Now it's Slovakia, but when I was born, it was Czechoslovakia. Mm-hmm. And you know, I learned to be happy with having very little. Mm-hmm. And I think that was such a good lesson for me because then anything I gain in life or mm-hmm. accomplish, it's it, it gave me so much more joy because I was already happy. Mm-hmm. Like I learned to be happy with. You know, having, like I said, very little. I grew up in the house with no running water. I'm not saying this was a standard, but just my family, you know, didn't have much. Um, and we just had each other. Lots of times we, we would lose power. Mm. Uh, a little storm, a little thunder, you know, and boom, <laughs> power is out for a couple of days. And just sitting around a table and having candles lit up and just talking and playing board games, and just the simple stuff was just so beautiful.
1: Growing up in an environment of such limited means allowed Katerina to really appreciate the resources that she did have. But with the fall of Soviet Russia and communism in 1989...
3: So now the government knew every young person is going to try to leave. So they made it extremely difficult for people to apply for visa. I mean, you could apply, but you had to have a bunch of reasons to return, such as you had to own a house. Or you had to have kids and they stayed in Slovakia. Uh, You had to maybe uh, have a good job that guarantees you're going to come back and have that job.
1: So Katarina studied up on what was needed for a work visa. And she took a risk on a job that she knew would only last about six months when she got to the States. But once she got to the U.S., she was blown away by the differences between the limited options of her old home and the variety that this country had to offer as well as the differences.
3: But everything was a cultural shock. And I used to work for Philip Morris uh, as a promotional model back home. So I brought all my Marlboro gear with me because it, it's cool in Europe because everybody smoked at that time. And and um, I was one of only six girls in the whole country who got to have this job, which was very lucrative and amazing. Mm. So I brought my Marlboro cab and my fanny <laughs> peg and, and the all this pack. stuff. And at some point, I remember this this guy who lived in the same complex. He's like, "Can I ask you something? Why do you always wear Marlboro?" Stuff? <laughs> I'm like, "Well, cause because
0: it's- they smooth and they smell good." <laughs> no,
3: because it's cool, right? To me, I was very proud of it back home because we did all crazy festivals and right. stuff. Right. And he's like, "You know, people in America kind of don't like Marlboro. Like, it's like people don't smoke." I'm like, "Really?" So lots of situations like this, and people were always very kind and patient with me and explained things to me. And that's how I ended up changing and growing and I'm very grateful for that
2: I'm curious what the weirdest like custom for Americans was for you that you noticed that we do I know you mentioned like prescription bottles but is there anything that we did or way that we talked that seemed odd to you? compliments
3: compliments you know I nobody has ever told me I'm beautiful back home um guys would just hit on me they wouldn't say I'm hot or beautiful Mm -hmm. they would just hit on me but when I came here I got so many compliments from women and men just how beautiful I am. And and I just couldn't believe how, how people compliment people. I mean, that was probably one of those biggest ones. I remember selling ice cream uh, at the restaurant in Santa Monica and wearing my you know ice cream gear, like cap and apron and T-shirt, polo shirt. And the guy bought ice cream and walked out. And then he came back, he's like, can I ask you something? I'm like, sure, do you have a mirror home? I'm like, what is he getting at? Yeah. Like, have you seen yourself? Uh, you know, and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I was, and of course I blushed because then he explained. And I'm like, wow, like people go so out of their way to, to express mm-hmm. how they feel about you and your looks or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, but that was that was probably one of them. Like that definitely uh, helped me with my insecurities and confidence oh, and Absolutely. encouraged me to do certain things in life. Never took it for granted.
1: One of the things I'm most excited about this interview is the fact that we also have a very special co-host joining Daniel in this interview, Melinda Hale. Formerly part of the Boss Please podcast, she is a singer, songwriter, actress, entrepreneur, and a social justice activist. Daniel and I were very interested in having her on for this interview. And in this clip, Melinda addresses some of the key issues in the modeling as well as the entertainment industry
2: well there obviously is a dark side to modeling even though there is a really really big positive side too so what I'm curious to know like some of the positive and negatives for you as far as your experience has been with modeling
3: positives um many very many I think because I took it I was always very professional showed up on time uh, people took me seriously and and professional I don't think I ever had a bad experience I'll be honest with you. If anything, I like to remember my modeling days and all the models I work with because we we were just, we were more about helping each other as women to, with women than now. Now everybody's promoting, you know, women empowerment and, and helping each other to build each other up. But I feel it was even better back then. Uh, no jealousy. Um, I just had a very, very good time in during my modeling years. The negative... The only thing I can probably recall was some clients didn't pay you, obviously, for whatever reason. An agency, I felt, is always on the side of the client because they don't want to lose the client. They can lose you as a model because you're replaceable. There's ton of you out there, but they don't want to lose the client. So, unfortunately, I felt the agency never had my back. If something happened and, you know, there was no paycheck, they would just like, well, let it go. You know, and I'm the one who did the job. They're just taking 10 to 20%, so it's easy for them, but I needed that money. So that, that was probably one of the worst, and then, you know, lots of times I found myself uh, in the environment where, when it comes to glam, that, you know, almost meant trying to set you up with, with rich men, you know, so we would go and host a, a party or something like that, and all of a sudden you're expected to go to a penthouse, Nothing happens there, but you know, you're expected to mingle with with sleazy men. And I mean, you know, I just grab a cocktail and found a girl who feels the same way like me and we just <laughs> chit-chat the whole night, so yeah. it's not such a big deal. But I didn't like that hidden message and, and where you find yourself and then some people after years seeing you in the in- industry probably assume you're one of those girls and I'm mm. not. I just... I always hated but it was a job you showed up and you didn't have a choice. <laughs> right. Right.
0: Uh, Melinda, as, as a you know musician and singer songwriter, mm-hmm. who's kind of again, y- you are your business. Yeah. You you, you yeah. Know, you're, you're the the product, and you're putting yourself out there. What experiences have you had, if if you don't mind sharing, if few uh no, negative I, and positive I, of kind of in that pursuit?
2: Absolutely. I mean, I think as a female in the industry, we definitely do deal with unfortunately men in power that almost kind of hint that there should be this sort of relationship between Quint, you. Pro, pro. Yeah, and and it's unfortunate because. there does come a time when you feel like it's not about your talent anymore um but I would say that just like you I'm a very positive person and I think I've attracted a lot of positivity in my life and my career as well and I'm a firm believer in what you what you talk about and what you think about is what you bring about and I've tried to um you know, live my life that way. I also just don't go out. <laughs> I'm such a hermit. Yo, like, I love staying home and just watching Netflix chilling with my husband and my dog. So I kind of just don't surround myself in those. Um, and I think the older I've gotten, I'm just like, I'm cool, like in bed at like 10, chilling, you know. So but when I was younger, I definitely uh, was exposed to to those situations as well. But I think just being positive like you are, it's it's allowed me to have positivity in my career for sure.
1: Finally, Katerina offers her advice to those trying to move to Los Angeles from another city, another country, or another culture.
3: Learn the language. I think the language barrier is the key, I mean, to overcome. So learn the vocabulary, try to learn the American culture as soon as you can, because um, if you can't fit in, uh, you won't be able to do business, you won't be able to sell yourself. And and I know so many people who come here and they refuse to leave the American culture. They just want to be here and, you know, live in California or whatnot. Uh, and they don't care about, like, connecting. I think it's so important to connect with the environment and people and understand each other. And that's what's going to help you to get forward because, you know, people will recognize it and, and, and will push you. So language, language, language. Obviously, if you're from Australia... Bingo, you, you have it easy already. But if you're from uh, a country that, you know, is, you know, maybe Germany even or Poland or Austria or, or those countries, uh, you, have to, you have to learn the culture, try to understand instead of judging, because that's what happens a lot. You come from the opposite culture, you, you end up judging people and, and kind of talking bad about them and criticizing because they do this this way and you think you're better because that's what you were taught growing up by your parents. And it's hard to abandon your own culture lots of times and disagree with it because then you start judging your parents and you might go through that. So try not to judge and accept it for what it is because it is what it is and just connect with it. So so culture and, and don't judge, just, just go with it.
1: Daniel and I have been saying it since season two, but our interview with Katarina Van Durham in episode 81 truly shows how universal the Hollywood hustle spirit truly is. Hey guys, welcome back. I uh, hope you enjoyed that preview. It was such uh, an experience, and it's so great to just sit on the side of this conversation. Uh, <laughs> this was the first interview in a while that I had, I wasn't the co-host for, but we couldn't ask anyone better than Melinda Hale to be sitting in Absolutely. on the on the show. She and, was amazing. And to be offering her voice to this conversation. Um so much is gonna be coming to you guys
0: in this interview. Can't wait. Get excited. Now make sure uh if you enjoy this episode or if you enjoyed previous and you haven't subscribed to us, make sure you hit that subscribe button at the top. Make sure you re- leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. It doesn't have to be five stars. We'd appreciate that. But it's always nice to hear from you what you're liking about the show, what you're not. Uh, if there's anything we can fix or change, we are more than happy to, to start working on that.
1: Of course. And if you're listening to us on Anchor FM, please send us a voice message. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, if you have a question about the show, you know, if you want to mention your thoughts about the Oscars, send us a voice message. Or if you ha- need some advice as you're navigating your own journey, Uh, You know, Daniel and I are here to support you guys. So you can send us a direct message through the Anchor FM app. You can just download it. It's available for uh, iOS and Android. Check it out. Uh, You can also follow us on social media. So that way you're always engaged with us. And so you know what we're talking about here on the show. Daniel has some amazing content that he's always sharing from Instagram and all that good stuff. So check us out on Twitter. We are at LA Hustlecast. And on Instagram and Facebook, we are at Hollywood Hustle Podcast.
0: And every Friday, we are doing small victories. We are uh, posting a video of us sharing maybe one or two of our small victories, either mine or Michael's, uh, and then asking you guys to share, DM us, or uh, comment uh, on the video with your small victories. And then we will make a video celebrating those small victories. We want to celebrate the small wins that get you to the big wins. We want you to know that every week, there's something that's positive happening, that even though you may not have booked a pilot, you got an audition and you killed that audition. And that is awesome. You're
1: planting a seed to what will eventually be an amazing forest for your career, okay? Absolutely. So we want to be there to support you and celebrate with you. So you can direct message us on Twitter or on Instagram, or you could email us, hollywoodhustlepodcast at gmail.com. And we'll be sharing that the following week on Friday Mm -hmm. on Instagram.
0: You can also follow our personal Instagrams. Mine is Daniel Tuttle on Instagram. And also my Twitter is the same. Yes, Michael. I am at Michael Lutheran, L-U-T-H-E-R-A-N, uh, and
1: I am on Twitter and on Instagram. And, you know, if you guys really dig what you're hearing on the show, if you really uh, are liking what we're about here at Hollywood Hustle, please consider giving us uh, a, some kind of contribution mm-hmm. on our Anchor FM page. Uh, you can get give a one-time donation or you could do, uh, you know, a monthly contribution. However much is, you know, it just means when we see that happen, it just shows that we're on the right path and that goes directly into the production of this podcast guys.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for hanging out with me on the side hustle. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I can't wait uh, until the next side hustle uh, where we get to follow
1: up on our conversation with Katarina van Durham. We also will have finally known what happened with the, Oscars. what happened with
0: the Oscars. Yeah.
1: Now I want to end with this question. What if big change, Do you ever think the Oscars and the Emmys would ever link together to do a film and television award show? One big award show. One big award
0: show. We'll talk about it. I'm not sure. Let's think about it.
1: Think about it, guys. Ruminate on it. Keep supporting artists. Celebrate artists. Support films. My uh, goodness.
0: And just know this episode was hosted by Daniel Tuttle and Michael Lutheran. (laughs) I am your executive producer, Daniel Tuttle and with me is I Michael Lutheran our producer sound editor Woo-hoo. and all-around great graphic designer.
1: What's up everyone? We're also looking to add another voice yes. to this duo uh um, podcasting team, right? We're we're wanting to build out the team hustle. Yes. So if you or someone you know uh has a very unique uh experience and would love to share what you've learned on your hustle and would like to a part of this team and work, lives in LA and lives in LA and, and is, uh, you know, all about, uh, you know, meeting new artists, interviewing, contributing to the team. Please email us the resume, all the good things, Hollywood hustle podcast at gmail.com.
0: All right, guys, have a great week. Go out there, kill it, kill your resolutions, kill your goals, kill your dreams, just get it done. We know you can do it. We believe in you. Just let the world, let everybody else know that they need to believe in you yes again happy oscars everyone happy oscars and everybody's remember and keep Keep up up the hustle